welcome to the Writer Magazine Insider Podcast. I'm Greg Drevenstead, Editor-in-Chief at Writer Magazine. Our guest today on Episode 45 is C. Jane Taylor. We talked to Jane back in April on Episode 32. Her book, Spirit Traffic, A Mother's Journey of Self-Discovery and Letting Go, had just been released, and we published an excerpt in the April issue of Writer. During our previous interview, Jane was down in Costa Rica on a yoga retreat with her husband, John. In May, Jane and John embarked on a motorcycle tour to promote spirit traffic. They packed gear on their BMW F650 GSs and hit the road for 97 days. They rode 15,000 miles, and Jane gave 50 readings in bookstores, bars, coffee shops, motorcycle events, and people's homes. In July, my wife Carrie and I hosted Jane and John for two days at our home in Ventura, California, and they were the nicest, most down-to-earth people we visited with in a long time. Jane gave a reading at a local bookstore, and then a group of us went out to a Mexican restaurant to celebrate with margaritas. The next day, I helped plot a route north along the coast, and they ended up making a wrong turn that took them on Highway 33 through the Los Padres National Forest, which just happens to be one of the best roads in Southern California. When they realized their mistake, they rode Highway 33 in the opposite direction and got to double their fun. Jane and I talk about their experiences on their cross-country tour to promote Jane's book about a cross-country tour she and John did with her son Emmett in 2015. Spirit Traffic is a thoroughly enjoyable book that's honest, funny, poignant, and original. I highly recommend it. Thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. Jane, welcome back to the show. Nice to be back. Thank you. You hold the distinction of being our first repeat guest. Woohoo! Yeah, so you and I spoke back in April. You have an excerpt from your book, Spirit Traffic, which we published in the April issue of Writer. It's called Isaac and Eli, and it's a snapshot from a cross-country trip you did with your husband and son back in 2015. Is that correct? Yes. So your book, Spirit Traffic, is about that journey as well as a lot of other things. And so I had read your excerpt. I loved it. We published it in the magazine. Your book had not yet been released. And since then, I've had an opportunity to read your book and I've had an opportunity to meet you in person. I met you and John. You yeah, that was great. Me. We had a blast. Yeah, you and John. Uh, so you wrote a book about a cross-country trip and then you did a cross-country book tour on motorcycles with John to promote the book. It was wonderful. We were on the road for 97 days. 97 we- days. <laughs> <laughs> I did readings at bookstores, at people's homes, at motorcycle clubs, bars, cafes, libraries across the country. I probably spoke at about 50 places, wow. maybe more. Yeah, it was it was wonderful. Really great. Well, you know, when you did your swing through Southern California, I live in Ventura, and there was a local independent bookstore called Tambor Books, and they hosted one of your readings. So, and it just so happened that that was on a Sunday, fell on a weekend. So you and John came in from Palm Desert, California. It had been hot in the desert. You came out to coastal California and Ventura, where it's, you know, typically 70 degrees and and mellow. And so uh, I was able to meet you and John. You met my wife, Carrie. We spent time at the pool, showed you around uh, the beach and stuff. And you guys got the chance to sort of decompress for a little bit. But it was great to listen to you having read your book, but then to also listen to you read an excerpt during your book reading and signing. Thank you. It was, Tambor was a great bookstore. I really enjoyed the audience. I love the store. It's a great curated bookstore and the owners are hip and cool. And the owner's dad is a rider. So I think he rides a BMW too. So it was pretty fun to meet this audience and really great. What motivated you to say, Hey, John, let's, let's get back on our bikes. Let's take some books. Obviously he, I know he was, uh, 
a bit of your kind of tour manager. He helped to make some arrangements. Uh, you guys worked uh, together. But how did this trip really come about in terms of planning and, and so forth? Well, I like to ride every summer. I live in Vermont. So, you know, when I'm not kayaking, I want to be on the motorcycle. So I also published a book. My, my book was published in April. And I knew that I had to get out there and talk to people about it. So I just thought, what the hell, let's get on the road and just do the trip we took in the book was my initial plan. Let's do this trip again. Okay. And instead of doing that, we decided to go where people were enthusiastic to have us. So that meant we went from here to Massachusetts and Connecticut over to Maine Montreal, Toronto, Detroit, Chicago, you know, Denver, Tucson, up the coast of California. And then on the way back, we went to Montana. So it was a little bit different route, but we went to the places where people were enthusiastic about the book. Great, great. I know that you also said you went to like the BMW MOA rally. Uh, in addition to some of these smaller events, you also went to some larger events where you got to have maybe a wider reach. Mm -hmm. I did. The MOA rally I went to in Maine was in, I think it was at in the end of May, and it was cold. It was wonderful. <laughs> I met a woman, Muriel Farrington. I'm not sure if that's her last name. Muriel is 80. And she rides 800 GS, I think. And she started riding when she was 58. Wow. And now she's ridden 400,000 miles. Awesome. So she was a terrific inspiration. And um, then the other MOA rally I attended was in Springfield, the national rally. And I got a booth. I met all these people from all over the country. It was really marvelous, really good audience. So I would want to give people a little bit of an overview about spirit traffic. I know that we talked about it in the first episode back in April, but again, I hadn't read it yet, so I didn't really know what to ask you about. But, you know, so the title is Spirit Traffic, A Mother's, what's the subtitle? A Mother's Journey of, a mother's <laughs> journey of self, It's A Mother's Journey of Self-Discovery and Letting Go, right? I think that's, that's that, there it is, yeah, so, there it is. So, you know, the context was that you had learned to ride a motorcycle for the first time around age 50. Mm -hmm. And exactly. your husband, John, had been a motorcyclist for a number of years, but... No, we were know? both new. We ah, were both new. Both new. And our, our son was also a new motorcyclist. So Spirit Traffic, in 2015, when our son graduated from college, we decided, let's do this amazing trip. We were all new riders. So we bought three used 650s so we could use the same tools. Right. And rode to California and back. So that's what spirit traffic is about. We were all new, including John, which is, so you it was a so great you've adventure. got three 650 GS, you know, BMWs. Uh, so they're mm -hmm. all, and you're all getting used to riding. Now, of course, going on a journey with family, friends, long motorcycle journey sounds ideal, but uh, like anything else, you know, you've got different personalities, you've got different tolerances and so forth. And so that was one of the things that I appreciated about your book. You were very honest about some of the challenges that you had personally, that there was some of the dynamics between you and John and you and um, what's your son's name again? Emmett. Emmett. Yeah, there was, I mean, there were some challenging dynamics. And also part of it is, you know, Emmett was, you know, had just graduated college and he's kind of trying to launch off into the next phase of his life. And so there was some of that challenge with, you know, also, as you said, it's, 
it was a path of learning to let go of your son and launch him off into the world. Right, right. The relationship dynamics are interesting and funny in some places. One thing we did on that trip was we had a rule among the three of us that if someone was a complete jerk, <laughs> you, you couldn't hassle them about it for 12 hours. So the 12 hour window that after 12 hours, you could start teasing them. So that's. <laughs> so is that in case they decide to course correct on their own, they decide to recover and apologize or is it? <laughs> well, you know, it's humor was a great part of the three of us traveling together. And I think on any big trip, you've got to have a sense of humor because you're going to find you're going to run into things that aren't that funny, like on the on the book tour, my shift lever fell off. And I'm riding along and I feel something on my foot. And I thought, oh, I ran over a, you know, a piece of wood or a stick or something. And then at the next turn, I go to shift and there's nothing there. <laughs> so, I was like, hang on, wait a minute. So we were able to find it in the middle of the road, put it back on. It's, you know, not that hard to work on. It's a BMW 650. So we, and then off we go. So we only you know, we're out of sorts for half an hour or something, but you have to keep a sense of humor about stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, cause I know that since both of the trip that you did, the three of you in 2015, and then the one you did this summer, you're traveling in the summer, which is a time where depending on what part of the country you're in, it can be cold. It can be really hot. I know the, the you said the Springfield, Missouri MOA rally was blazingly hot. It seems to be the case that every MOA national rally, it's somewhere where it's the hottest place in the country is where the rallies go. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, dealt with, you, dealt with, you dealt with a lot of rain and riding in rain is, is one thing, but when you ride in rain for day after day, it sort of, you know, it can really sort of be a little bit demoralizing. So Mm -hmm. It's true. And keeping a sense of humor about putting on the, we have those, the Motorrad rain suit that's like hazmat green. We wore those and they're great suits. I'm, I'm pretty grateful for them. The other temperature extreme in the West, in California and Oregon, there was no rain and no clouds. Well, you know, there's no rain. Sure. And coming back to Vermont, we've had these sort of spectacular thunderstorms with hail and torrential rain. And it's like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> so different. Well, uh, like I said, you know, the the trip that you guys went on, it's one of those things that I think a lot of people would love to do. I mean, to basically to spend a month, two months on the road. It's something that a lot of us don't have. I know I've never done a trip that long. I'm often just tied to my job or something else. You had, uh, you know, in the original trip, uh, Emmett had just graduated from college. I know your husband, John, teaches at the university and so has, does he typically kind of has flexible or summers are off. And then you're mm -hmm. a writer, so you have a little bit more of a flexible schedule. Uh, and so that really allowed you guys to do both of these trips. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. And I, I recommend it. I really do. 97 days might be extreme. It was a pretty <laughs> long time. But having such an extended trip was miraculous in so many ways. My skills are so much improved since the first trip. And also meeting people all across the country and experiencing firsthand the exquisite beauty of this country. I really had no idea. For example, Oregon. Yeah. I have, I'm from the East Coast. I have this preconception that Oregon, there's the ocean 
there are redwoods, there's coffee and <laughs> you know, who knew that Eastern Oregon is high desert. Yeah. I had no idea. And riding across that state, also Montana was a magical state to cross. Just fabulous. And the people, you know, once you take your helmet off and people see that you're a woman, especially a woman my age, I'm 58. People come up and they want to know, what are you doing? You're riding your own bike. That's so cool. So it's, it's really empowering to take a trip that long, especially I think for women and women over 50, it's like you get to a certain point in your life where you're like, well, the kid's gone. My career might be winding down or what am I going to do for the second 50 of my life? And I recommend filling your empty nest with a motorcycle or two. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's, it is easy for people, I think, to just stay within their comfort zone, uh, you know, in terms Mm -hmm. of, Hey, we might, let's go do an Alaska cruise, you know, or something like that for a vacation or something like that. And, you know, even shorter motorcycle trips are great and they're wonderful. And so some people like, Hey, I want to go spend a week riding in the Alps, or I want to spend a a, a week riding somewhere in in the U S but to do an extended trip like that, where I think when you, you and I actually were talking before the interview, you were saying that after 97 days on the road, it was took you a while to kind of re-enter the atmosphere. You're like, okay, I have to, you guys knew what your daily routine was. You knew that you were going to get on the road. You had, you'd kind of gotten all of that into a good rhythm. And then you sort of re-enter normal life where you've got, you know, bills to pay and and a refrigerator and and all these things that are just kind of like right there all the time, as opposed to constantly being on the move, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to, um, sort of reintegrate because when you come home after such a great trip you realize you don't need any of the crap that you have (laughs) it's like how many t-shirts do i need three maybe four right you know and um the other thing i don't mean to disparage people on shorter trips i think that any kind of motorcycle trip or any bicycle trip or maybe you're walking el camino any trip that takes you just a little bit outside of your comfort zone gives you an opportunity to overcome fear, to build confidence, to have fun that you might not have expected, and to realize that you've got it going on. You've got what it takes. You just have to try yourself and push yourself a little bit, and you'll find that you can do it. It's really exciting. I can't speak from experience because I think the longest motorcycle trip I've done is about a week, but is I would think with the trip of your duration is because I know with the shorter trips that I've done, it's like the first couple of days, like, Hey, it's awesome. I'm, I'm not at my desk. I'm not doing my normal stuff and I'm out on the open road, but then, you know, you get to the middle point of the week and then you're already thinking about, Oh, I got to go back to work on Monday. And so it's to have a trip that's wasn't entirely open-ended, but you guys had weeks on the road where you were able to get to the point where you were able to completely disconnect from your normal daily routine and then just immerse yourself in the journey, you know, and just be yeah. on the road and be moving and so forth. But I also know that that probably also comes with its own challenges. You're always dealing with sort of like, where are we going to eat next? And we got to do a load of laundry and got to do some of that stuff on the road. But yeah, you really allow yourself to immerse yourself in the experience in a way that you're not just like, okay, I've got to get everything I can in four or five days. Yeah, yeah. The other thing 
that happens, I think happens on both short and long trips is this present moment awareness. I practice yoga, but I think that riding a motorcycle brings me closer to the present moment awareness that I try to get in my yoga practice because on the bike, nothing else matters. Right. There's just right now, it's just you, the rain is coming down or, you know, it's 105 degrees in Parker, Arizona, whatever it is, this is what's happening right now. And there's nothing else that's happening. And it's a transformative experience, I think. Well, you were just talking about Eastern Oregon. I remember because you had come to visit uh, Carrie and I, that was in July. And then from Southern California, you went North and then ultimately up in Oregon. And so we, I was exchanging some text messages with you and John and I'd get some photos every now and then. And you guys were both gushing about Eastern Oregon because I did a backcountry discovery route ride that was off road through Eastern Oregon. And what I found, not only is it high desert, there's nothing, nobody out there. <laughs> so you get yeah. this beautiful country, but then it's just, it seems like you're the only person out there. Yeah, it, it definitely felt like that. We rode through Fossil National Monument. I might be saying this wrong, but we went from the town of Shanico that has 18 people. It does have a gas station. We spent a, we spent a couple hours drinking Gatorade at the gas station with the guy and telling stories. And just riding along there, we went to Fossil, Oregon, which we had a date with Ray at Ray's Garage to change the oil. And he said, I don't have any time for you, but you can use my tools. You can pull right up, you know, <laughs> in the parking lot. So he let us change our oil in the parking lot of his garage. And he was, I feel like he's the mayor. Everybody came to the garage to see who we were, to see what was happening, to talk to Ray. And it was this wonderful experience. And it was really delightful. And what a pleasure to be embraced by a community like that. It was just wonderful. Well, you had said that, you know, that was a great thing about the book tour is that you put it together where you had things like the MOA rally where you had a booth, but then you stayed at people's homes. You had people that had them on the back deck of their house or in their living room where you did these much more intimate readings where you got to meet people on a different level. It wasn't just a kind of like, I'm at a bookstore, you had some of those or something, but you had it where you were basically that kind of salon experience where you're a guest in someone's home and they're, they bring over their best friends and you get to talk about motorcycles and you get to share experiences. And uh, and one of the things I, I found fascinating about the reading you did at Tambor Books here in Ventura, and I, I think you did this for most of yours, you invited people at the, once you did your reading, you had them uh, invited people to, to speak on their own and kind of moth style sort of, you know, tell us about that. Well, I read from Spirit Traffic, we did question and answer, and then I invited guests to share their own stories on the theme, Adventure As I See It. So we certainly got plenty of great motorcycle stories, but we also got stories from people who didn't think of themselves as adventurous. One woman at a salon said, well, I don't have any adventure. I just have kids. And she said, oh, wait a minute. I have a story. And she talked about her firstborn in rural New Hampshire in the middle of the night, the baby's crowning. The, the husband is like, OK, get in the car. She can't sit down because the baby's crowning. Right. They ride through the night He stops <laughs> at a stoplight. And she's, you know, screaming, don't stop. She gets <laughs> to the hospital, knocks, she knocks on the door of this rural hospital. The door is locked. 
And, and finally, the orderlies come and they bring a wheelchair for her to get in. She can't sit down. Right. So she's kneeling in the wheelchair with her butt in the air. They wheel her into the delivery room. The baby's born eight minutes later. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> and she thought she didn't have any adventure in her life. And so she's telling this story. And this happened on several different occasions. Someone is telling a story and they have the floor. Everyone is listening to their story and everyone is just enraptured in the, in the telling. It was wonderful. And people learn things about their friends and neighbors they didn't know. Friends they've had for 20 years. They didn't know that, oh, wow, that happened to you? That's amazing. So it brought people together in a really unusual way where they were vulnerable, much as we are on a motorcycle. Once you take off your helmet, people come up and they want to know what you're doing, what's sure. happening. So in this storytelling sort of venue, people took off their helmets and they were vulnerable and they were sort of their authentic selves in ways that they might not have been otherwise. It was really cool. Well, that makes for a completely, I mean, like I said, you're on the road, you and John were on the road for 97 days, is that it wasn't just the two of you going on a journey. You basically were able to meet and stay with these people along the way and have experiences that most people don't have on your typical longer motorcycle journey, where maybe they're camping or maybe they're going here or there, but you, you were able to, I don't know how, you said you had 50 different readings so or so, you must have met, you know, number of people at all. And so you probably met several hundred people over the course of your journey. Yeah, it was on the first trip, the trip that's in spirit traffic, we didn't meet many people at all because we were in our own little bubble doing mm -hmm. our own thing. But here we were open to meeting people. And, you know, I would sell my book at a gas station. People would want to know, what are you doing? <laughs> Can I buy a book? This sounds great. And so, you know, here I am at a gas station <laughs> autographing the book, which was kind of magical. Yeah. Well, when you pulled up in the garage, uh, you know, you and John had your bikes. It was had all of your gear. You had you were able to camp some along the way. And then I guess it was was it when you were in Chicago visiting Stephen Good. Is that when you got the placards made that had the, the QR oh. code? Because you basically had on the back of each of your bikes had this large QR code that said, you know, National Book Tour. So, yeah, it was in Chicago. It was we were with Steve Good. He was he did the National Deli Schlepp which was oh, yeah, a fundraiser. Yeah. What a wonderful host, terrific guy. We had a wonderful time with him and we put together a QR code that we had on the back of both of our motorcycles. And we found that whenever we were in traffic, people would scan the code or whenever we were parked <laughs> at a coffee shop, people would scan the code. So we did, you know, people would ask about it and email me about it. So it was the QR code was a, was a great and fun part of the, you know, part of the journey. Well, it sounds like you probably gathered a lot of material for new stories and new writing based on this book tour. You were promoting one book, but it uh, sounds like you and John had a lot of experiences together. You also, on this tour, though, you said that uh, your son Emmett, he no longer lives in Vermont. He moved to Montana. You got a chance to go visit him and do a reading there. Is it Missoula? Is that where he lives? Yeah, he's in Missoula and he's a bartender. One of the places he works is called Montgomery Distillery, and they have an annual motorcycle show called Spirits and Spokes. And I got to speak at the Spirits and Spokes, which was terrific. I was in a room 
with all these vintage bikes. One of them was a Vincent. It was so <laughs> cool. And um, there were, you know, riders of all stripes. And I got to read from my book. And it was just a terrific event. Really fun. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, it's like I said, it was a real pleasure to be able to meet you and John in person. You're both really wonderful people. We really got to sit, you know, sit around and and have some beers and have some laughs and and talk about your journey. Uh, you know, your book really, I I know, I absolutely loved it. I mean, because it's not just about the trip, but it's it's about the human side of things. Some of the things that lessons you learned along the way, or some experiences. You had some autobiographical stuff in there. You know, there's about you know, having a son and him moving on in life and becoming his own man and stuff like that. So it's something that I think a lot of people can relate to, not just motorcyclists. So I, oh, yeah. it's a real pleasure to read your book. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks. It was, yeah. it was, uh, it's when people relate to it, it just, it fills me with so much pride and, and delight. A guy came to, I did a reading at a, at a person's home in San Anselmo and a guy came to this reading from the North California, Northern California BMW club. And he didn't know the host, but he just wandered in and had a beer and sat down and, and he said he was from Australia, I think. And he said that he was new to riding and he was kind of intimidated. And after he read my book, he rode the length of Route 66. Wow, that's cool. I was so, I cried. I mean, I was so happy to have had an influence on this person. It was really a thrill. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's got to be one of those things as, as a writer, you know, you have stories to tell, but maybe you never really know how it's going to be received by other people. And I'm not talking about reviews and, and something like that, but to have somebody have a personal connection with what you've written and how it has inspired them or touched something in them in terms of something emotional because there are parts of the book you're very you're very honest and uh, about you know uh, things in your personal life and that's that's a refreshing thing to have in a book like that is uh you know that sort of honesty I think is what people would like to connect with with any kind of story they read whether it's a, a shorter form story or a book like yours yeah thank you yeah. I appreciate that so what's it been like being back at home after being on the road for 97 days well, I I had to get out on the bike. I have <laughs> I have another bike. It's a Bonneville, and the I thought, okay, I'll charge up the battery and take it for a ride to see what this is like because the GS is a different animal. Sure. I I tell my son that when I'm on the GS, I feel like I'm a Girl Scout and I'm going camping. But when I'm on the Bonneville, I'm a witch in a good way. Right? <laughs> so I take off the seat of the Bonneville to hook up the battery and there's a mouse nest with a mouse in it which I'm not that fond of you know mice in my motorcycles so <laughs> so that's something I had to deal with and um but you know I got back on the bike and it's just I think that when you've had that experience on a bike this magical sort of transformative I can actually do this oh my god I can do this mm -hmm. kind of experience it's you want to just keep going. So I do know how to use a pen. It turns out I know how to use my keyboard, even though it doesn't have any turn signals or rear view mirror. <laughs> I, <laughs> I um, you know, I did have to jump back into my work. I wrote a newsletter for one of my clients, you know, two days ago. So I had to just jump right back in. But it's 
And here in Vermont, it's September 1st and the weather is changing. So there's this time pressure that, ooh, motorcycle season is much shorter here in Vermont than it is in California. Right, so, right. Yeah, you know that uh, you'll you'll have a, your season is drawing to a close. Yeah. 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 Well, um, you know, like I said that you've, for people that have signed up for your, you have a, a newsletter or an email list. And so that's one of the things that I really enjoyed about, I was able to kind of follow along. You would send out a monthly, or excuse me, a weekly email it was kind of postcards from the road. And you would talk about some of the experiences that you had. There were some photos. And so you know, we've talked about being able to share those with our audience. Uh, also made putting a feature together in the magazine. So like I said, we had an excerpt from your book. I would strongly encourage anybody who is interested in, in reading an interesting book about, you know, a motorcycle journey. There aren't enough good, well-written motorcycle books. So you've definitely added one to the canon. Uh, so definitely you. check out Spirit Traffic. And uh, we'll have a link to uh, your website where you can get a copy of the book. But also, we'd like to see how we can continue to share what it is that you do in your writing with our readers. So thank you very much. Terrific. Well, what a pleasure. Well, hey, it's to great to catch again. up with you and to see you. Like I said, I know we're over Zoom, but it was a pleasure to meet you and John in person to be able to be part of your journey, uh, your your motorcycle book tour. Um, yeah, and, thank uh, you. Look forward to, like I said, hear more about it. So you got anything else you want to share before we go? Let's take a trip together. Oh, yeah. We talked about doing that, <laughs> like going down to Costa Rica or something like that. Yeah, it would be great fun. Yeah, it would be. It would be good to go for a ride. Yeah. So. Well, hey, uh, I know we're, like I said, we're knocking on the door of Labor Day weekend. So uh, enjoy your long weekend. Say hi to John for me. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm really super stoked that you guys had such a successful trip. I know you had a few bumps along the way. Like you said, your shift lever dropped off and you had a few other things like that. But you guys completed, what, 14 or 15,000 miles over 97 days. That's that's a huge accomplishment. So uh, yeah, awesome. it feels really good. It yeah. was it's a yeah, I'm I'm proud of myself, actually. So, yeah. And well, I had cool. a blast. Well, hey, thanks. thanks for thanks for coming back up on the show. And like I said, we'll have some links in the show notes where you can check out Jane's book uh, and you can sign up for her uh, email list for the Writer Magazine Insider Podcast. I'm Greg Jevonson. Thanks for listening. Keep the rubber side down. If you've enjoyed listening to the Writer Magazine Insider Podcast, please subscribe, leave us a positive rating and tell your friends. We also encourage you to visit writermagazine.com where you can get the latest in motorcycle news and reviews and sign up for our free weekly newsletter. You can also subscribe to print and digital editions of Writer Magazine, which is published 12 times a year. Thanks again for listening.